Hey, Bill T. Yeah. There's nothing that makes my skin crawl more than someone that is, you know, that hurts children and hurts animals. Same. You too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, essentially what that boils down to is Christians. Now, if Christians just kind of, you know, kept to themselves and didn't prance around in the streets and want to put up fucking crosses all over the place, uh, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't think about them so much. But they insist on making themselves known. And they're pretty much child molesters and, you know, animal torturers and um, pretty much terrorists. Now, it's low-level terrorism. You can't... You kind of can't equate it with the high-level terrorisms, you know, people blowing up buildings and stuff, but, oh, I'm sorry, yes, you can. <laughs> How, what'd you say? How can you? Well, the guy that blew up the uh, building in Oklahoma, I don't think you were born when he did it, but he was a Christian uh, nutbag. You know what Christians think? Christians think that the only thing worse than a pedophile which is themselves, really. No, is an atheist. Yeah. Yeah, they think atheists are worse than pedophiles. That's, that's the kind of nonsense that they spew. Now, I'm sure there's going to be Christians out there who go, no, oh, that's not what we think. Oh, yeah, then how come you're not defending one? Because that's a very common thing to be said by Christians. So where are the Christians saying, nah, 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 that's not right. I knew a woman that, um, that felt that to be a Satanist was better than to be an atheist because at least a Satanist admits that there's a God that chose the other side. How is that? How insane is that? This was like a, a housewife with, you know, kids and what not. I think that, that her kids were in college by this point. God. In, in fact, I talked with her for hours and I didn't reveal, you know, my feelings and what I felt. And she just assumed that I was like a, a, a Christian and perhaps maybe even a pastor from the way that I was talking. And then afterwards I told her, you know, what I was. Did she freak out or anything? No. Well, yeah, but no, because I, I, I'm not going to tell her. I'm not. I'm not going to say what I told her. What I was. <laughs> Man, if, there are people here that call themselves pastors, and man, these people brag about leading hundreds of people uh, into their yeah a pit. Is that what you said? Yeah. A pit of cognitive dissonance. You know, misery loves company and all that. You know, they're proud of their ability to get a bunch of people that are suffering from cognitive, massive cognitive dissonance. And, um, and... Torturing them. Yeah, that's a good word. Torture. I mean, freaking, it's torture. The whole concept is terrorist, right? That's what God says. That's what their God says, right? If you don't believe in me, well... I'm going to kill you, and uh, I'm going to send you to hell. I'm going to punish you. Mm. What the hell is wrong with those people? Yeah. I mean, how, how can you uh, allow yourself 
to uh, think these sort of things and to think that this is actually true, that this is a good idea and it's true. Do you understand it? No. I don't either. And there's a big difference in age between you and I, but both of us can't seem to understand how somebody, in this day and age, with the information that's out there, they're still going to say that there's a guy in the sky, and if you don't believe in him, you're going to die, you're going to hell, you're going to burn in hell forever. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about as absurd as can be. I, you know, I don't think they're, you know, uh, they all talk about the Muslims and their Jews and all this other stuff. Man, it's all crazy, except you guys are the craziest. All right. Craziest of the crazies. Yeah. <laughs> Integrity Radio. All right, I'm going to tell the gay priest story. I was in Chicago. This is back in maybe 80s. Yeah, I think the late 80s in Chicago at the train station there. And um, I'm waiting there. I got a layover. It's going to be a while before, maybe a, a few hours before the next train. And um, so this guy, this old guy, older guy, walks up to me and you know asks me, "Hey, get uh, want a hamburger? McDonald's right down the road. You look a little hungry." I had money and stuff, but, but I also had a, a, a lot of time to kill. And I figured, ah, oh, what the hell? Let me. Uh, hang out with this old fag and see what's going on, you know, um, <laughs> so we, uh, go, uh, he, we go down the street, get a burger, um, I, I, I watch very carefully, make sure he doesn't, you know, uh, drug the burger or anything, and, uh, I eat the burger, and, uh, then we head on back to, uh, the train station. Now, midway from the uh, midway to the train station, there's this church, a huge Catholic church. And he says, "Oh, would you mind waiting here for a second? You know, he runs into the church. I, I figure maybe he's doing a quick confession or something. Um, yeah, I wait a little while, and then he comes back out, and he has a little satchel with him. And uh, we walk back to the train station. I don't recall saying goodbye or anything to him, but, you know, he left, and uh, that was that. Now, if you've ever seen the train station in Chicago, they have this beautiful marble staircase that leads up to the second level. And uh, I look at the top of the staircase, and there is this old guy, and it turns out he's a priest. He's in full regalia with the hat the huge silly hat that tall hat that the catholics wear and the robes and the cross the huge cross you know uh, that the rappers i think the rappers do the huge cross that's where they got it from you know? so uh yeah and uh, there he was at the top of the stairs just slowly walking down from the top of the stairs down uh as if he were, were the pope I, th- I thought I was like like tripping on acid or something. It was so weird. So uh, anyway, that's my weirdo priest. Yeah, you had asked, how do I know he was gay? Well, I don't know he was gay. I'm assuming that he was gay, so that might have been the wrong assumption. But uh, he was crazy as could be, though. And, uh, you know, I-, I would bet good money that he was gay. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
What's that? Did he talk to you after he walked down the staircase? No, he walked down the staircase and disappeared. It was just the weirdest thing. Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, maybe it was some nervous thing, like, you know, maybe it was some psycho priest uh, killer, like homo uh, kid killer, and, you know, he wasn't able to slip the drug into the burger, so he couldn't take me out. And so uh, out of this nervous, psychotic tension, he then put on his priest robes and uh, walked down the marble stairs of the train station. Freaky. Is definitely one of the most freaky experiences. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can maintain that kind of insanity and be on drugs. You know, because you really have to use a lot of smarts to get away with that, not get locked up. You know. <sighs> yeah, I think I'm gonna commit my uh, the today to a bunch of crazy stories that all have to do with the religious nutbags that I've run into throughout <laughs> my life. Integrity Radio. Integrity Radio. What story you want me to say? Talk about? Um, the one where the priest gave you extra Christ skin. Extra Christ skin. That is awesome. Yes, I used to be an altar boy in the Catholic Church, and there's a bunch of people out there around to go, oh, okay, now we understand. <laughs> but, yes, and it was Brother Tom there in Hamilton. That's, I'll, I'll say his name. He's got to be dead by now. Um, but that, that whole get up out there is just you know, mafia cover something. I guess I guess all of the Catholic Church has been the mafia, a cover for the mafia. But um yes, I used to be an altar boy and yeah, you know, our job is to help serve up the body of Christ and uh, the blood of Christ and uh, feed it to all the cannibals out there. <laughs> and <laughs> and um I really liked the taste of those. They they were just I really liked them. They were tasty. Same. And so when I, back, uh, you know, behind the altar, um, he would, if nobody was looking, Brother Tom would give me uh, as many wafers as I wanted. First, he started handing me, like, you know, a few, give me a few to chew on. And he'd say, listen, these are not the body of Christ. These are just wafers, and they don't mean anything, you know. It's not until you do the mumbo-jumbo over them that turns into the skin of Christ, as you call it. <laughs> so um yeah and so that was and then he asked me if I wanted to help you know maybe make a, uh, uh, some some extra money by uh collecting the candle money right so then I I actually had a little job collecting the candle money cuz you know they have candles all over the place where they pray to these various saints you know saints are just lesser uh, gods I guess or something like that and um so then he asked me if I wanted to make money um, uh, cleaning up after the bingo because Catholics love bingo. They play bingo and, you know, uh, but then you got to put all the tables and chairs away. So I was like, yeah, OK, I'll take that. And I started doing that. And we were in the back closet where you put the chairs and he like I turn or I, I turn around and he was right there and he grabbed my, my groin, my my balls, right? Grab my balls, cocking balls and all. I mean, you know, it's hard to grab them separate, right? <laughs> Especially when you're a child, you know, got a small package. A man hand can fit on that whole package right there, right? 
So he just grabbed him, not nicely either. He just grabbed him, got a good handful. Like, yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> and uh, they just looked in my eyes and said something about uh, he's been looking at my package or something, you know, and noted. And I was like, ah, 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 okay. So uh, then he let go, and uh, I uh, just... I don't remember if I ran or walked. I don't remember. But all I remember is I was stoked. I was stoked. You know I was stoked? What? Because, no, it wasn't because I had a new boyfriend. Bill T, come on now. <laughs> Giving me that look. No, I was stoked because I knew from that point on I never had to go to church again. Oh. I did. I, like, turned to my mom and I said, I... I'm not going to church anymore. That's it. I'm done. And um, strangely enough, she didn't ask me why. <laughs> Did she know or something? I think a mother would know when she looks into the eyes of her kid. Maybe knows something, but doesn't want to know the details kind of a thing. Yeah. But no, she never questioned it. She just said, okay. <laughs> and uh, that was that. I never really... I don't know if I ever told her the story, you know. But, um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the nut grabber story, um, from brother Tom out there in Hamilton, New Jersey. <laughs> God. Yeah. Pretty sick. That's why I try to keep you away from, uh, the religious nut bags. Yeah. Yeah. Integrity Radio. Hey everybody. I know I promised a review of the movie Birth of the Dragon the new Bruce Lee movie but I'm being pulled in too many directions I can't really focus right now it's a good movie and it deserves a good review so trust me I will get to it Wing Chun is like a fire extinguisher yeah like for instance every time you want to blow out a flame you wouldn't pull out a fire extinguisher you just blow it out or maybe pour some water on it. But if you get a fire that you can't put out easily, then a fire extinguisher is what you're going to use. So in reality, you'll probably never use a fire extinguisher. 